guys, my name is Kimberly Forbes, and welcome back to our second episode of Start Somewhere, your one and only podcast for all creatives that are looking to better themselves and dive into the land of creating things and how we're all in the same boat and it can be so frustrating and challenging but so amazing all at the same time and I really need to work on my pitch because I'm not sure how I feel about anything that I just said. Anyway, my name is Kim. Thank you for tuning back in. If you don't follow me on my social media, be sure to check out the description of whatever platform you're listening from, whether it's Spotify, Apple, or whatever streaming service. Check out the bio and the description and you'll see Kim Forbes Design. Feel free to give me a follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. I would love to have you join our community. So it's kind of interesting. I am starting to like fall into a little bit of a rhythm with my setup for the podcast. I have this like crazy setup in my office right now. There is a giant fuzzy pillow right in front of me, right behind my microphone. Like you guys are basically sitting on a giant fuzzy pillow and I'm trying to stop the echo because my office, you know, it isn't super big, but for some reason it's quite echoey and I don't really know why. So trying to figure that out. I'm looking into kind of like those sound buffers that you kind of see on walls. I was like, there's got to be a cool way I can just like put that on the wall above me to like stop the echo. So bear with me for the next few episodes. I'm still trying to figure out some of the audio. But I'm really excited to talk to you guys this week about a topic that we briefly mentioned. If you listened to my intro a few weeks ago, I really talked a lot about how there's, you know, this kind of you're chasing perfectionism and there's no such thing as perfect. And we're always kind of chasing this arbitrary finish line of perfection and it doesn't exist. And it can be so frustrating sometimes as a creative, whether you're a designer, a photographer, an influencer, you know, I'm dying to know, actually question of the week. I'm dying to know what creative, um, you dive into. What's your, what's your medium? What's, what's your outlet? I'm so curious to know where you guys find yourself the most creative. Um, for me, I'll answer that question just for myself. I absolutely find myself most creative behind a computer screen. I love designing and manipulating and making something out of nothing. Um, that is absolutely just one of my favorite things to do is just sit behind a computer screen and just make something really cool. Um, so I'm curious to know what your favorite methods of creativity are. So before we dive too deep in the episode with some of these heavy topics here, a few life updates. One, I'm very excited that Mercury retrograde is over. I don't know about you guys, but it's been a really tough couple weeks. I am not like a huge, huge believer in some of the like Zodiac and retrograde, but holy hell, I felt it this week. And I am just glad that whatever star needed to align itself hopefully got there because it's just been a crazy few weeks for communication. I felt it a lot at work. I don't know about you guys, but... Definitely felt like just a lot of communication challenges at work. I know the coronavirus has been something that I think is adding to like the mix. My company hasn't officially issued a travel ban yet, but we are all being encouraged to kind of work from home. So I'm not doing my normal travel. Um, if you guys you know are familiar with my background, um, like I say pretty much in every podcast so far, I work in marketing. I have a frequent habit of traveling to see my customers every few weeks to conduct business reviews and to talk strategy about their top of funnel marketing efforts. And as of recent, I haven't gone anywhere. The last place I flew to was Atlanta. And that was like, 
sometime in January. So it's, it's been a couple weeks. Um, I was also terrified because I was in Boston last week. I didn't necessarily travel for a business review, but I did go see one of my customers and they, um, are pretty close to the Biogen building. If you're from the Boston area, that is where one of the coronavirus kind of hotspots were. So I was like, great. (laughs) Did I walk past somebody with the virus? Good Lord. Anyway, so I wanted to share just kind of some life updates on my side. It's been pretty crazy the last couple weeks, but I'm looking forward to kind of getting out of whatever this retrograde was. Hopefully everything with the coronavirus just takes a sharp left and we're all like happy and healthy. I have a trip to Ireland coming up and I do not want to have to reschedule that. So keep your fingers crossed. All right, guys, so let's dive into the meat and potatoes of today's episode. Um, You know, there's no such thing as perfect. I think that's what I'm going to title this episode. Anytime I get on a tangent and kind of put myself on this little pedestal here in my office, I speak so passionately sometimes. And this particular topic um, really kind of struck a chord with me when I was making the intro a few weeks back to this podcast. And all of it stems from, you know, this idea that you know, we as creatives are just always chasing perfection. I see this in some of the face group book groups I'm in. I see this on social media. I see it in myself. It's so hard to want to constantly put out your best work without comparing yourself to others, without looking back at your previous work and kind of giving yourself all these, you know, self-critiques to something that you previously made. And it can be really, really challenging to overcome some of those I don't even want to say obstacles, but just some of those kind of, you know, ways that I feel like we've almost been trained to think. It's it's so hard to break that way of thinking. Um, so in today's episode, I, I want to share some of the different kind of methods that I've started using that I truly feel like I, I see a difference. Um, and I want to share this with you guys in hopes that you'll see a difference in your behavior, whether it's um, within your creative outlet or even if there's other areas of life that you want to apply this to. You know, I think some of these, you know, methodologies can certainly be applied across the board. I feel like my boss would be pretty proud of me in the following statement. I want to start with why. I want to start with why I find myself thinking like this, why I find myself always chasing the idea of perfectionism. You know, I think as, you know, as humans or as people that, you know, are very self-driven, you know, we're constantly evolving. We're constantly changing. We're constantly wanting to do better. One of my favorite quotes is the moon is always changing. And that's so true. And I see that reflected in my work. Um, You know, I look at my past, you know, pieces that I've ever created. Some of those things I published, some of them I haven't. And, you know, I look back to some of the videos I edited, my goodness, back in like 2000, I don't know, six. And, you know, your jaw kind of drops because I remember for, you know, like my high school project, some of the videos that I put together, I was like, oh, these are great. Like, I love this. My teacher's going to be so proud of this. I'd get like an A on the project. And then you go back and watch that old like multimedia, you know, project that you worked on from like, high school and you're like, Oh God, like, what did I edit? Like, how did I even think of that song? Like, why was the Spice Girls even relevant in 2006? If they weren't somehow thought they were appropriate for a video. It wasn't anyway. So it's just kind of funny looking back on some of your work and being so critical of yourself, but in the moment, you know, I thought it was the best thing in the world. Um, you know, and I can even apply that to, you know, I think about a lot of the stuff that I do on YouTube and a lot of the 
you know, posts that you share on Instagram, you see certain trends kind of come and go. And, you know, maybe one particular trend was really strong one year and, you know, everybody jumped on the bandwagon. Then you look back on that trend and you're like, nah, nah, dude, wasn't it? So it's kind of interesting just in general, you're constantly evolving and changing. But I think the one underlining message there is that you, you constantly want to be better. You want to improve yourself. So that's not a bad thing to constantly be evolving and looking back on your work and kind of thinking, wow, like, you know, that wasn't very good. But I think the thing to remember is you've gained so much more knowledge in those years or months or days, however long it was that you're looking back on something, you've gained so much knowledge. So don't be too hard on yourself is kind of one thing that I've started just trying to be like kinder to myself and not being so overly critical to something that I made 10 years ago. Like technology has changed. Trends have changed. I'm, I'm, it's more accessible to see, you know, other types of work you're inspired by, you know, other aspects of your life. So things are constantly changing and you're drawing inspiration from new ways and the methods and tools that you have to create something are constantly changing too. So it's not fair to look back on your old work and be so self-critical of it. All right, guys, so I want to tell a story. I'm going to switch gears for a second. I wish I had a glass of wine. I feel like anytime I tell a story, I need a glass of wine. Anyway, so my story is from when I was a kid. Um, and this one has a, a message and a moral to it, I promise, so stick with me. But when I was in like fourth or fifth grade, you know, like late middle school, late elementary school, early middle school, that kind of general range, you're at the age where you start, you know, trying out new hobbies, new sports, you're kind of experimenting with, you know, what what you're good at and what you're not. And you become very aware of how you compare to your peers and your other classmates. And it's kind of that age where I feel like there's a lot of pressure, you know, to get the A, to make the team, to win X, Y, and Z. And I've always been a very competitive person. Um, whether I show it or not, I really am. And I want to be the best that I can be. Not necessarily to beat somebody else, just to like have that self gratification of like I did it and I you know won or I, I was the best, whatever. Um, and so I started keeping track of all of the things that I failed at. So if I didn't you know win the award, if I tried out for a team and didn't make it, I started keeping this running list. You know, ever since I was probably in like fourth grade, of all of these things that I didn't do. And, you know, I look back on it and I'm like, oh my God, that's so sad. One, but two, I distinctly remember being like, I didn't get like, you know, honors, whatever class for this. I made JV instead of varsity for this. Um, I tried out for the musical and I didn't get a lead. And I, I really was so hard on myself. And I, I would always be like, well, this person beat me or I have to you know, beat that person in the next like track meet or I have to beat this person during our next like math Olympics. Like it was always like something. And I, I was never satisfied with what I had. I was never okay with, you know, where I landed, I could have still done really, really well. But if I wasn't like the best, or if there was still some kind of like underlining, like, hey, you could have done a little bit better, you know, I viewed it as I failed. And, you know, I think some of that comes with 
you know, age, you, you grow up and realize like, hey, just because I wasn't the best doesn't mean I failed. You know, B, I think my parents were really hard on me when I was younger. I had a lot of pressure on me to do well. And I think some of that got to me. And, you know, I think just naturally, I'm a very self-driven person. So I think when you kind of combine a lot of those things, I just viewed everything that I did was a failure. And it started turning into this chasing perfectionism um, ideology where I was trying to achieve something that didn't exist because no one is going to be perfect at everything they do, first of all. And even if you are very, very good at one particular thing, there's always going to be somebody better than you. And you shouldn't compare you and your work to somebody else's journey and someone else's timeline, which leads me into kind of my next point that I want to make here. When you are creative and you're chasing perfectionism, it's only going to be a disservice to you and your work. It's about the journey and not the destination. And you don't have to create something that is by definition perfect or the best that anybody in that genre has ever seen. It's the art and the act of creating something new and different and exciting and something unique that is only stamped by you and your your uniqueness. Something that I started doing and realizing as I got a little bit older is, you know, to the point of everyone is on their own timeline and their own path in life. You know, it's it's difficult to compare. You know, if you're a beginner at something, you can't compare yourself to a photographer who has been doing this for 25 years. Um, but in that sense, you know, if you're a beginner photographer, surround yourself by other beginner photographers. Learn together. That is one of my favorite things is to find a new hobby or skill and learn that skill with somebody else who is just as excited about it as you are. You know, it's all, it's new and exciting and fresh to you guys because it's, it's new to you versus someone who's been doing it for 25 years. They're going to offer a different set of skills and a different set of guidance than someone who is brand new to the hobby. So surround yourself with like-minded people, surround yourself with people who are on the same path as you, but you know, know that it's okay to want to shoot for the stars too, you know, to kind of contradict that statement, shoot for the stars. One of my favorite, um, kind of like analogies and like mini story is if you think about a major league baseball player, you know, if you're the pitcher on a team of, you know, a subpar team where you're the best player on that team and everyone else is kind of mediocre, you're only going to play to, you know, your own personal best because, you know, you don't have anything else to kind of lift you up versus if you are playing on the best team in the league and maybe you're the worst player on the best team, you're going to by default just play better than you ever would on the team where you're already the greatest person. So you want to surround yourself by people that, you know, are achieving greatness and that are, you know, maybe miles ahead of you in terms of a skill set because it's only going to help you develop your craft and your skills. So it's just as important to surround yourself with those you want to aspire to be like, but also check yourself, come back to reality and know that like, you know, I I might be on a two, I want to get to a 10, but like, you know, I'm realistic and I know that I'm at a two right now, but I'm going to surround myself with people that, you know, want to see me succeed and maybe we're on this path together, but I'm also going to tap into some mentors that, and some people that can really help me bring myself to the next level because they're experienced and they've done this for 25 years and they have a lot of guidance and skills that they can offer me and that I can learn from. And I think the last point I want to make in today's episode is you don't have to do something all at once. 
There's no one saying that just because you are newly interested in, I don't know, calligraphy, we'll use that as like today's example. You don't have to do everything all at once, you know, start somewhere and it's okay to put those building blocks into place. You don't have to tackle the world. Rome wasn't built in a day and it's great to aspire to do all of these great things, but take it one step at a time and don't put the pressure on yourself to have to do everything all at once because that's unnecessary pressure. If you're anything like me, it will stress you out. Take it one step at a time. Give yourself those really big goals, but break it down into achievable bite-sized pieces so that, you know, one, not only you can see yourself grow in these very, you know, smaller steps even versus taking these giant leaps that can be, you know, really difficult to do. Break it down into smaller steps and you can really see yourself grow, you know, but two, you just, you don't surely, most people don't have the time to tackle everything all at once, you know. I don't have 80 hours a week to sit here and learn calligraphy, but hey, you know what? Maybe I do have two or three hours a week that I can kind of weave in there to practice that skill set. Now, granted, I've never tried calligraphy, so I don't really know what type of work goes into that. But using that as a baseline example, I think that can likely apply to a lot of different creative outlets photography. I have had a camera in my hands since like 2001. And it wouldn't be fair to put a camera into someone's hands who who never played with a camera before, doesn't understand how it operates and what makes things work within a camera, you know, to have them take the same picture that I know I can take today. You know, that that's not fair because that person's skill set isn't on the same page as mine. But give that person, you know, some bite-sized pieces to break down, understand, you know, first of all, how do the mechanics of a camera work? You know, try out a couple photos. Let's go back and regroup. Let's see what you can do better next time. Break it into these little pieces so that one day that person can take that massive, awesome picture that they want to take, you know, photos of the Milky Way, go for it. We'll get you there. But let's learn the basics first. So long and short, guys, it's okay to change. It's okay to look back on your work and say, wow, what I made 10 years ago, not a huge fan of that anymore. That's okay. That shows growth. That shows evolution. That shows the ability to observe something you created previously, self-reflect and make something different Or I don't want to say better because it's not necessarily better. It's just you have more knowledge now to create something that you didn't have back then. So that is a huge milestone. If you can look back at your old work and and see how far you've come, you should be proud of that. If you look back at your old work and you're not seeing change, that's a red flag. That's something that, you know, should spark something within you to say, geez, you know what, maybe I need to push myself a little bit more because what I'm doing now is the same thing that I did 10 years ago. So keep pushing yourself, keep looking for opportunities to grow and to learn. And don't feel like you have to tackle it all at once. No one is forcing you to build Rome in a day, take it into bite-sized pieces. And, you know, I think if you start thinking in that kind of vain, 
it becomes less about chasing perfectionism and something that is perfect, and it becomes more about looking at yourself and wanting to achieve something better or bigger within yourself because it's coming from within. It's not comparing your work that you created to a body of other work. You're really looking at your own growth and saying, how can I be the best person that I can be? Not how can I create something that's better than everybody else? I love this episode, guys. I could talk about this like all day long. I love it. I am I'm dying to know what do you guys think? You know, what what is your creative outlet? Where do you struggle? Are you comparing yourself to others? Do you find yourself chasing perfectionism? Just tell me what you think in, you know, I don't want to say the comments cuz like We don't have comments here on a podcast, but send me a tweet, send me a DM on Instagram. Um, Let me know what you guys are thinking. I'll even bring some of your feedback into my next episode. So don't be afraid to reach out. Definitely keep the conversations going. I love having you guys as a community here to talk about all things creative. So I promise I'll work on my pitch a little bit so that my next opener is like a super slam dunk. But in the meantime, have conversations with each other. We are all here to build each other up. We are a community of creatives and I want us all to strive to do better within ourselves so lean on each other for support that's what I want this to turn into is just an amazing community where we're all really supporting one another so reach out keep the conversations going start the conversation if you haven't already I want to hear from you Um, I'll start using a hashtag so follow me on my social media it'll probably be something along the lines of start somewhere podcast hashtag start somewhere podcast it's kind of long but we'll work with it Thank you guys so much for listening. And again, please follow me on my social media, Kim Forbes Design. Would love to see you. And if you have an idea or a request for a new episode, feel free to let me know. And I will absolutely work your idea into a future podcast. Thank you so much for watching. And I will talk to you guys all next week. Bye. Bye.